We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. It's time for quarter number four of the Keystone Kickoff Show. And you know what that means. We have Penn State Rivals lead recruiting analyst Eric Lammers in the house. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jim. I'm good to be back with you here talking. Another uh, commit I know that we're getting ready to discuss, and so anytime we have that, it's always a good week uh, to be on here with you and the Keystone Network, that's for sure. That's right. It always makes it a better week. And to find everything from Eric and his team at Penn State Rivals, go to PennState.Rivals.com. And if you're interested in more podcasts from Keystone Sports, just download the Keystone Sports app from wherever you get your podcast. All right, Eric, as you said, another commit last week, it was tight end Andrew Rapalia. This year, it's the quarterback, Marcus Stokes from Florida. You've been all over this uh, for, I think, a couple months now talking about him, that Penn State really liked him. They finally get him. What are they getting with Marcus Stokes? Yeah, you know, it's obviously the position that everybody always, you know, raises up their antennas. It's the one everybody always wants to see what's going to happen with it every recruiting cycle. You know, who's going to be that guy? And and we've talked about it at length. You know, Penn State found themselves in somewhat of a unique situation, obviously, after taking two in last year's class. And how would that be used against them on the recruiting trail, you know, during this cycle? Who would they be able to land? Would they be able to get some of those top-tier targets that they are going after? And I'll be, I'll be pretty blunt with you. It was starting to get a little bleak out there. You know, uh, obviously some of those top guys were starting to fall off because they wanted to go to some places that maybe had a little bit more friendly of depth charts or, you know, for whatever reason it may be. And, and we started thinking, you know, what is the Penn State staff going to do here at this position? And, and they offered Marcus, you know, back in January when he was on campus for a junior day. They also offered another young man uh, out of Iowa, J.J. Cole, who's not, you know, that one's been looking like it's going to go another direction for some time. And so where was it going to happen? What was, what was going to happen at that position was the question. And, you know, Marcus, you know, had picked up a few other offers since visiting Penn State. You know, Indiana jumped in, Utah jumped in, Pitt jumped in. So he's had some, some options. Um, but then he was he was set up to take another long. Uh, he he must have had some type of break with you know spring break or something like that. So him and his buddies were taking a bunch of visits around the country. You know they hit up Mississippi, then they hit up Indiana, they hit up Pitt, all a bunch of different places. Ultimately culminating at uh, Penn State, which then obviously as we've already talked about, came in with a commitment. And you know what Penn State's getting is they're getting a young man that's got a lot of moxie. You know he is he is not afraid to risk it on the football field in terms of throwing into tight windows, throwing it up for grabs to his receivers, letting him go get it. You know, he plays with confidence, and then he has the legs to kind of make things happen there in terms of using his athleticism to avoid defenders. He's a little undersized, obviously, at the quarterback position when you're talking six foot, six foot one, 170 to 180 pounds. So he's got some room for growth in that area. You know, I don't know how much taller he's going to get, but obviously some uh, area to put on some weight and to make him a little bit more dynamic, even with his legs um, when he's avoiding those defenders. Um, but yeah, he he he's got the arm strength. He's not afraid to whip it out there. Um, he's you know he wants to make things happen he likes to have you know the ball in his hands and you know we'll see he's completion percentage is a little bit low uh, it's right it's a little bit below 60 percent at the high school level you'd like to see that a little bit higher but I think that just goes back to kind of who he is as a football player right he just he's all about 
letting his wide receivers make plays and throwing it up there and letting them go get it. And so, you know, Penn State's going to have to dial that back once he gets to State College. Um, he's obviously going to have some time to develop there, and he's going to be, you know, but he's the type of quarterback I think that in this cycle you wanted to go get, right, or you could afford to go get. Let me put it that way. Somebody a little bit more risky. You know, he's kind of like a lottery ticket. How does he pan out, right? But you have time to let him kind of develop, obviously, behind Drew and Bo and Christian and all those other guys that are going to be in that quarterback room when he gets there, right? And so, you know, you want him to come up to State College. You're going to teach him to kind of dial it back in terms of you, not everything has to be a risk, right? Sometimes take the easy one that's there, right? Um, but at the same time, you're not going to want to harness that too much, right? Because that's what makes him him. So it's just going to be about finding that fine balance. But I think... You know, I, I, you know, I think this is a pretty big get. Not necessarily because of the fact of the player that he is. He's a, he's a fine, good. You know, he's a very good player in my opinion. But when you look at the options that they had on the board, and what the quarterback does for your recruiting class to get this guy in April, when the options were looking a little bleak, but now get him in the fold that will help you recruit other top tier talent into this twenty three class, which with the guys like Joshua Miller and you know Mega Barnwell and. Alex Birchmeyer, what those guys have already been doing, you know, now to have your quarterback that can kind of lead, uh, lead the ship, if you will, I think it's a great get in that, in that respect. And uh, yeah, I think now you just cut him loose on the recruiting trail and see what else he can get. And I think you're going to see some dividends in that as well. And this more general type question, Eric, on recruiting and recruiting ratings, I've seen him from the different services, a three-star, a four-star and the ranking all over the place. Is, is that sometimes just because one rating service updates their rankings at a different time than someone else? Might we see more consistently more consistent ranking of him after all the services do another reevaluation? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's obviously timings, timing of rankings uh, for each site is obviously different uh, throughout the year. You know, people, some people have had a chance to see uh, put eyes on him in person. They've seen his frame. They've seen him play. They've seen him throw. That can always help in evaluation. And as you continue to go through the spring and the summer, more and more people should have that opportunity to put their eyes on him, right? Offers and commitments and things like that help as well. So I think now you'll see, you know, people will come together. He's committed to Penn State, so obviously that raises everybody's antennas and, and kind of trying to see what is he exactly. Is he a high three-star? Is he a four-star? You know, we'll see. That'll be debated. I think uh, ultimately, though, it – in my opinion, when you're talking about the star rankings, you know, what you can rest easy if you're a Penn State fan with is the fact that this is a type of quarterback that Coach Franklin wanted to set out and get in this class, is my firm belief. This type of athleticism, he wants to come in, bring it into his scheme, and he feels like he can really do something with it. And I think whether he's a high three-star or a low four-star, I think you just have to know that Coach Franklin got his guy um, in this cycle and that this is somebody that he believes can help Penn State you know, push things to the next level. We're talking quarterback with Marcus Stokes. This is the first and perhaps only quarterback commitment in the class. Let's shift gears to the offensive line, which is very different in that there's already four commits there at Penn State on the offensive line in the class of 23, but they're still looking to add to it, which is something else you've been saying, that they'll probably look for one or two more. They had a visit from a very good player, a four-star offensive lineman from Georgia, Paul Mubenga, uh, who visited over the weekend, and I know you got a chance to talk to him after his visit. 
Yeah. What was that conversation like? Yeah, so he was able to make it up for his first ever trip to State College uh, to visit with the Penn State staff and see what you know what Penn State University was all about. And he came away very, uh, you know, very happy with the visit. Very happy with his in- interactions with the Penn State staff, in particular Coach Franklin and Coach Trotwine. And you know, they are going to be a player in his recruitment going forward. You know, Penn State has put themselves in just a tremendous situation when you talk about the offensive line recruiting for this 23 cycle because they have a chance to really be selective, right? Really take their time, be patient, get the best player possible or two that they feel like can help them in this class because of the four current commits that they have already, right? And so is that a tackle? Is that a swing guy? Is that a guard? What does that look like? And how, you know, and and who is the best one? And after they have a chance to kind of see all these guys in person, see their development, rate their tape, then they can really decide on who to kind of turn it up on. But I think somebody like Mumbenga is 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 uh, intriguing for them because he does bring a little bit of versatility. And they talked about this with him on his visit while he was there of kind of like what was their message to him throughout the day. They want him. And why do they want him? They want him because of the versatility that they feel like he could bring into their scheme. And I think why they or what they're seeing there is they think, you know, he's a guy that could help potentially at tackle. You know, he's not super long. He's probably about 6'4", but he is also somebody that could play guard. And so those type of bodies are always at a premium, right? It's rather, you'd rather recruit, you know, a 6'4", 6'5", guy that can play tackle that if it doesn't really work out on the edge, you can sw- you can push him down into guard and he's got the lower half where you know he can be successful down in there plus the athleticism and, and different things that you know he can be athletics versus only recruiting guys that are maybe 6'2", 6'3", and you know they're only going to be a guard, right? And if they don't pan out, then unfortunately they're not going to be able to give you a whole lot. So Penn State's really put themselves in this situation where they can kind of be selective and kind of go out and find these type of guys. And and Paul really enjoyed his visit. He really enjoyed practice. He had a chance on Friday night to take in practice, and he pointed out the attention to detail and how everything you know the team does matters, and Coach Franklin always harping on that. But then he also really loved the passion that Coach Trotwine had. Besides recruits, our standard high school recruits coming in. Penn State also got a transfer portal candidate coming in, and that was a defensive end from Maryland. We're going to call him by his nickname, Chop Robinson. Very highly regarded when he came out of high school two years ago, and he's now entered the portal and very quickly went over to Penn State for for a visit. He's listed at um, 6'4", 250, very interesting defensive end candidate, Eric. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've, and I don't know if you had a chance to hear Coach Franklin talk last week um, in one of his press conferences. He mentioned how they want to go into that transfer portal and find somebody that can get uh, after the quarterback, right? That can do something off the edge like that, get make things happen in the backfield. And I don't think that was really um, by accident, if you will. I think Coach Franklin was really speaking to some of these guys that he's been bringing on campus. And, and Chop Robinson out of Maryland is one of those guys that I think uh, is – you know, somebody they see that can come help them. Obviously, they're very familiar with him coming out of high school. You know, they're very familiar, obviously, with, um, you know, his play there at Maryland, even in that one year. You know, he had the two and a half sacks, played in all 12 games. Uh, and I think he's somebody that they really would like to go get. I think, I'm not sure how, you know, it's always hard with these transfers, how their recruitment's really going to play out in terms of the visits and getting to know them and talking to them because they've already been through this cycle. What are they looking for exactly? How much does NIL really play into it? I don't know. That's something that we're going to have to monitor here. But I do think coming out of the weekend that Penn State has a very good chance here with CHOP. And I think it just comes back to kind of their need, specifically their their um, ability to recruit uh, in the Maryland area has always been high for them, right? And then just the ability to kind of connect with these guys. And Coach Franklin, you know, has put it out there. And, and I, you know, I, I like where they sit. 
And the other part of uh, Coach Franklin's conversation last week about the transfer portal was they want to go after guys that they already know who perhaps they recruited when they first came out of high school. And I think Robinson fits that um, profile, correct? Bingo, bingo. And I, again, I just don't – it's hard for me to really think that, that was, anything was by accident in, in that speech that he was kind of given. Like it was almost like he was kind of targeting Robinson, right, and, and or uh, a, a mesador that he had, you know, that they had in the week before. But just letting it be known, guys, like we want you, right, and we need you, so come on. Well, that's – and James Franklin, he's been very consistent about the transfer portal. I'm not sure he's crazy about it, but he knows it's available to him, the plug holes. He did such a great job last year bringing in Arnold Ibikidi at that exact same position. They needed help at defensive end. They needed someone who could get to the quarterback. Ibikidi fit that, and that's a great story to tell the next guy who hopefully will come in for them and have that same kind of season. Okay, Eric, that is it for this edition of our show. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you come back next time for the Keystone Kickoff Show. Fellow Nittany Lions, this is Bill Oldsey, one of your alumni elected trustees. It's been an honor serving you in our world-class university for the past nine years. Today, I'm asking for your votes again for me, Barbara Duran, and Ted Brown for re-election to the Penn State Board. We look forward to continuing our work with you as we take Penn State to even greater levels of success with honor, both academically and athletically. We are... Olsey, Duran, and Brown. Thank you for your continued support. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.